The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. It is Tuesday, the week before Wildcard Weekend, NFL 2022. Uh, we head into a new adventure of betting on the postseason. We will recap a little bit of what we did in week 18. Me, Simon Hunter, my BFF, my compadre, professional better, dude. Sunday was your birthday. Happy belated birthday. You spent it well, my friend. It was the first day of betting in New York State. Huge day for the Action Network. Huge day for sports fans. Huge day for people who were betting on New York State and using the free offers they were getting to bet on the Jags money line. We joke via text, just talking about how big of a day it is for Action. Like you were just pumping out those, those New York promos. I usually don't do that bullshit, but Chad's like, please, if you send it to me personally, I know it's a big deal. Sending out that promo, I think one third of my clients who I get picks to are New Yorkers, and they were just going crazy. Just the whole fact that you can just sit at home on your couch making these bets. Like me and Chad know we're living the good life. It's, there's nothing better. There really isn't nothing better than sitting on your couch making bets. It's pretty fascinating because... Obviously, I got to experience it for the first time this fall with Connecticut. New York was coming online and, you know, at the Action Network, states becoming legal are how we drive our business. It's the most important stuff for us. Arizona became legal in the fall. It was a massive, massive month for us in September. We anxiously await the opportunity for states to go live. And when they do, those are our Super Bowls, right? We need to be perfect on those days. I've had more people at our company tell me how much fun they had this weekend, how it was the most fun they've ever had at action because all the wheels were turning and social was activating and our product team was activating and our operations team was activating and the marketing team was activating and trying to drive sort of real revenue against uh, sports betting being legal. But what was most interesting was you forget how many people live in New York that work at the company and like they're all of a sudden new betters and it's just crazy for them. Crazy when you are sitting on your couch betting for the first time, legally. I try to always tell that to the old timers in Vegas because they really weren't getting it. Like when I moved home, they just didn't really understand it. 
And my whole view is this exact reason was just, there's going to be so many more books in New Jersey. You're going to bet at home. The bet at home thing has really worked out for me just because these, these sports books, these apps, they're quick. If you, if you're a sharp better, if you're betting both sides, they're going to shut you down pretty quick. But for the most parts, they're letting all the action get through. So it's been really cool. Just seeing every state pop up with it. And I can't wait to see where Darren Ravel's tweet, who's going to be the revenue King this upcoming month. Cause that's my favorite thing. New Jersey, we overtook Vegas. That was like a really cool thing. It, it looks like it was mainly because New Yorkers were coming to uh, New Jersey. So we'll see. But that heat chart was crazy. It was two times the amount or three times, right? The amount of bets were being placed in New York that were being placed in New Jersey. Yeah, it was it was insane. We had a story on the Action Network website. You can check it out. Where we had this a company called GeoComply, which a lot of the operators use to make sure that you are in the state that you say you're in uh, when you're trying to place your bets because it is you know not legal in every state. And so you can get the data that shows where the bets were coming from, and it's fucking insanity. Insanity. I mean, we'll get into last weekend. The Jaguars, man. You heard it here first, people. They mocked us, Chad. A lot of DMs talking shit to us about our Jaguars love. We gave you the info. They hadn't won in Jacksonville since 2014. That's all you needed to hear. Think of all the terrible teams the Jaguars have had and how the Colts had Andrew Luck. They had Rivers. Then they had Wentz. And all these guys have just lost to the Jaguars team. It doesn't make sense. That was bizarre. I mean, we again, it's not like I predicted that outright win. But we looked at it and we just said that line was inflated. And we said you're getting a lot of free points on that Jaguar. So yes, you asked me for my one birthday wish, and I told you, Jaguars win. That's that's what I wanted. I just wanted the chaos. And, man, there was never a doubt in that game. I think it was 7-3. They were still plus 400, plus 500 Jaguars. And I told my buddy, I was like, dude, bet this live. Like, this is going to happen. Carson Welch is turning into a snowman. He's melting right now. Bet that number. What a train wreck from that Colts team to end the year. There's so much to talk about. Uh, this is why people have to watch the show convince me that we do on at Action Network HQ on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Because Simon and I, we talked about the Jaguars. We talked about them as being a live dog in this game, but we weren't convinced like we were going to bet them. Come Sunday morning is when we really started to get more confident. And we talked about it on the show, convince me that we were going to buy into the Jaguars. I bet the Jaguars Sunday morning at plus 700 in that game um, before the game kicked off. I bet them as, as uh money line dogs. Uh, sometimes you don't get your courage until Sunday morning. Uh, so, you know, that's, and, and by the way, you were hoping for chaos. Um, that Sunday night game. Jeez Louise, Dude, that. Yeah was one of the biggest betting stories of the year. What could have happened to the books if there was a tie and the liabilities and then the fact it did almost come down to that? That's, Holy that's moly. The running joke about how all sports are fixed, a call had to have been made to that sideline. The sports books, I, I don't know what the exact number would have been, but every little Joe Schmo, you saw it online, were posting the $20, $50 parlay tickets they had that were winning like 20K. So it was like an investment of, I don't know, say ballpark 100K. But it's to win like 20 million or something crazy like that across all these different sports books. That was, and it was sickening too. I was going to make a joke on Twitter how many kicks we've lost money on. That one missed kick would have made up for all of that. Cause I had, you know, it was, it was not that much. I think my biggest one was $80 or maybe $100 on the money line parlay. Cause again, I believe in the Jags, but not really. The tie part, I just thought it was a stupid idea they were going to kneel down. Like, again, this is the highest level of competition. I didn't see them kneeling out that game. Like, Goodell wasn't going to let that happen. But that was going to happen. Like, 
the the kick the field goal would have been a 56 yarder if they had got stuffed on that third down play um the Raiders again they picked up 10 yards on that carry that changed the whole mentality but a 56 yarder you can just kneel it out you're both in the playoffs the risk wouldn't have been worth it to try to kick that because it could get blocked you could lose the the people coming out saying that they were never going to just kneel on it I really do think they were but that's a big deal that 10 yard carry that changed everything so that's why I was just so upset about that timeout because that would have been legendary like we would be talking about this to our grandkids do you remember that time? Because they would have changed the rules. They 100% would have changed the rules in the NFL that the games can't end in a tie after that. So it just felt like it was a historical moment that was taken away from us just because a coach, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and they deserve not to make the playoffs the Chargers. Just the way he coached all year, I'm all about risk, but there's just too much risk with his coaching style. I think that's going to change them a lot for the better for next season for the Chargers. Yeah, uh, he's not playing Division Three football. Um, <laughs> the uh... – the, the other thing that we quickly have to touch on, obviously, I'm a huge Bears fan. We've talked a lot about the Bears. The Bears fired Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, their GM. Uh, on Monday, right before I came on, the text chain I was having with my buddies was, who do we want? Is it Brian Flores? Is it Doug Peterson? Is it Byron Leftwich? Um, I err on the side of Peterson or Leftwich because I want someone who's offensively creative, who can coach up a what I believe to be a transcendent talent. That's fair. But then we all concluded that because it's the Bears, we could have the options of Brian Flores, uh Byron Leftwich, Eric Bienemy, Doug Peterson, or the field. The field being anyone who is not remotely qualified to coach the Bears, to coach a transcendent quarterback, and would not even be considered to be a head coach for any other team. And I might take the field. <laughs> well I love Doug. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I think Howie really did him wrong. So I, I would love for Doug to get a new opportunity with a young quarterback in Fields. That's just – that's a great combo. He, he is a great offensive mind. I look at your team, though, and I think Flores if, – if you guys could get Brian Flores and you could get the right OC, that would just be such a great combo. When you think of the Bears, you think of Bears defenses. That's, that's kind of like the Bears identity. You don't, you don't have good quarterbacks, Chad. You know it as a Bears fan. You just don't. You guys have never drafted one. I would just love for you guys to get him. So to me, it's either him or Doug. That has to be the move for the Bears at this point. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to get it, get to it all. It's going to be a long offseason. We're going to talk about every single bit of it. Today is Tuesday. We got six playoff games this weekend. We're going to go through the full slate. We'll probably get into a foxhole. We probably won't do big balls until Thursday. And we're going to talk about Simon Says. We got some playoff football to talk about. That's for sure. Love it. We made it, buddy just feel like like we're heading into a month where it's a little bit more relaxed you know what i mean and i think stucky had a great tweet he said it's gonna be funny how there's gonna be no more covid news in the nfl come playoffs that's so true there's no one no one's getting put on any list they're no. letting the guys play they're so not testing anymore no no it's <laughs> it's over saturday afternoon on nbc las vegas raiders at Cincinnati Bengals. My very first instinct with the Bengals as a five and a half point favorite, you fucking smash the Bengals. This Raiders team has run out of magic. They got every break they needed to get. They got in the right spot against the Colts two weeks ago. They got in the right spot with some lucky breaks against a better team this past weekend. They should not be five and a half point underdogs. It should be bigger against a Joe Burrow magic led team. Fire away on the Bengals. 
Again, people are going to see we we change up a lot here in the playoffs. During the season, I, I'm always heavy towards dogs. People know that. If you listen to the show, I love dogs. Playoff times, I, I actually end up more a lot more 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 often than not, I'm on favorites. It's just it's a home team. I love home teams, especially in the playoffs. Especially it depends on what kind of weather we're going to get in these matchups. The first thing I thought about when I saw this matchup was okay, Vegas just won, like you just said, a crazy emotional game Sunday night. Their defense played, I believe, 87 snaps in that game. Now they're playing the first game come Saturday. So they're already on a shortened week. It's middle of January, right? They've just played a full season. They just got really a raw deal here, honestly. Vegas really did. The NFL made them the primetime game. Now they're giving them the first game on Saturday, making them travel. That's brutal. It is truly brutal for this team. So if this number was seven, yeah, I'd start, I'd start looking towards this Raiders team. The pros are bending it down. I, I, I love they're taking it down. I think six is a key number. In fact, we're getting our six is a great number. Vegas has not played well outdoors. That's they, like the games they've won, like that Colts game, that was indoors. Their game last week, that was indoors. It's, when it's controlled environment, we've seen Derek Carr do well. Outdoors, usually he messes up. I know they had that really early in the year win against Pittsburgh outdoors. That's really it. Like they're all their other games. Outdoors early in the year doesn't count. Right, exactly. Like we've seen it time and time again too with Joe Burrow. He's had the arm strength to play in this kind of weather, and they have a better running game with Mixon. So you're giving me a team that's off rest in the Bengals. Joe Burrow, the more I read about his injury, I remember he got a little banged up in that final snap of that game. Apparently, he's good. Like he was fine. They had him uh, do a little precaution things. He had a boot on just to be safe, but nothing really serious that we know about. Sitting here on Tuesday. I, I love this number. Like, I, I honestly want to make this our foxhole bet just because it's rare, especially for me to be taking a favor in this position. Before we get to that, what do you power rate this game at? Before we, we decide on the foxhole, what do you power rate this at? I made it seven. I really thought this was a good number at seven. It opened, I believe, at six and a half. I thought it would be bet up to seven. Gave me a little pause because that's pro money coming in, betting that down to five and a half. But I, I think that's honestly just the Vegas bump. These locals... They took all their winnings off that Vegas game. They just rolled it right back onto this Vegas team. So they moved that number back down. Maybe it ends back up towards seven later in the week. That's why I would just take this value right now. You're getting five well, and a half. It's under a key number of six. That to me says not Foxhole. That says Simon Says. We could do Simon Says for it. I just had one game circled for Simon Says. because. All right. Like, well, then we can get to that. I don't feel like this is the Foxhole game. Because like a lot of people will be betting this with us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be alone on this. I'm not going to have to convince people to take the better team with the better quarterback at home is less than a touchdown favorite. All right, next game could be our Fox holding because it's um, just gross. Because that's also what I was thinking, is that the next game... New England Patriots at Buffalo Bills. Patriots as four-point underdogs, that's going to be a foxhole. It has to be. And I, I bet you as soon as you saw this number, you knew we would be on the Patriots. Let's climb down into the foxhole. We don't have a choice. We love the Bills here. We, we are our diehard fan, Matt Mitchell. I know right now he's just screaming at the sky being like, you know what? Bills by 30. But this is classic. Belichick, the public will be on the Bills. The Bills have played well here down the stretch. Their defense has played really well. We have to take Bill in this moment. This is why you back Belichick. I know it's a rookie quarterback on the road. That's why we faded them last week against the Dolphins. This week, he, he's not going to have a team be as sloppy as they were last week. That's what That was perfect for him as Belichick as a coach. To have a loss like that, where his team played slow sloppy, 
they really blew that game against the Dolphins. They, they should have won that 10 times over, but they kept having stupid penalties, stupid turnovers. Just a great get-right spot for this Patriots team. I, I think this is a good number, though. Like, honestly, I made this number three. Four is a fair, fair number. They, the, they know the public will be coming on the Bills. The fact that it hasn't moved, I really feel like that's good to us. Well, well da, 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 da. it's moved down to three and a half Damn. at one book. Okay. FanDuel is at four. The juice has gone down, so it's trending towards three and a half. But that's telling me that the wise guys are coming in on the Bills because right now, I mean, on the, on the Patriots, because right now the tickets are all on the Bills. Yeah. Now it's a pro game. Pros are going to back Belichick in this position. Again, we love Sean McDermott. We think this Bills team's great. We're not saying they're going to lose. I just can't see them covering that big one number. So the fact that it's dropped down to three and a half, that's more normal. It, like, again, I made this number three. It's the third time these guys have played. That game, there wasn't much to take away from the first time they played. Again, the Patriots ran it, what, 30, 40 times? Just can't see it being the same thing. I, don't, I just don't think Belichick's going to be doing that. He's going to have to have Mac throw the ball. A lot of the matchups are going to favor this Bills team. But the biggest thing that their, their Achilles heel all year has been they can't run the ball to eat the clock up. They don't have that style of offense where they can really put teams away. So to me, three and a half, four, that's a great number to have in a playoff game where not that I think we're going to be cheering for a back door the whole time, but it's always going to be open. This is just going to be a close divisional matchup here in the playoffs. Every time I'm going to take this kind of dog. I think now we go to Western New York where our intrepid Western New York bureau chief, Matt Mitchell, may have something to say about this game. A lot of people holding their stomachs, feeling like they're going to throw up all week. A lot of people shoveling already shoveled driveways just to not be in their house around their wives and children. A lot of people folding the same shirt over and over again in their bedrooms. It's going to be an awful week leading up to this game, I am so grateful that the game is after both of my small children will be asleep. I had to drive all the way across town here in Milwaukee to get a case of Labatt Blue. That, <laughs> should, that should get me through the first quarter. I can't hate you for wanting to take the points. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points in a playoff game. Bills would much rather play this game in a dome, but I, I do think the Bills win. I don't feel nearly as anxious about this as I, as I thought I would have in years past, but a very, very uh, titillating week for Bills fans everywhere, and I'm... I'm hopeful that all of you, despite you begging me not to, are ready to hear the Bills shout song again once the Bills fulfill their promise of winning a playoff game so that I can play that song again here on these airwaves. I can't imagine, I can, because I know how great it is, having your team play in prime time on a Saturday night after the kids go to sleep, it is the greatest thing in the world. It really is. The Bills didn't play a playoff game from the time I was like 14 to the time I already had a child. It's like seven, 18 years later. The fact that they're playing a playoff game at all is great, but that kind of pleasure overload of the guy delivers the wings. I pull a couple of bats out of a snowbank. The game's about to kick off. We ha we're not down yet. I'm in a great mood. It's going to be, it's going to be just heavenly. Now, one of my good friends, he lives up in like, you know, the Finger Lakes area of New York. He's a diehard Bills fan. He claims the happiest Bills moment of the last 15 years was that Andy Dalton win over the Ravens. Is that true, Matt Mitchell? There's no, there's not even a second thing. I, <laughs> That's it. I, Boyd and Dalton drink for free in Buffalo forever. That is amazing. To be clear, I say Matt Mitchell is our Western New York bureau chief only because he grew up in Rochester and is a massive Bills fan. 
he mentioned Milwaukee. He clearly lives in Milwaukee today, but he's also, he's big enough in spirit that he could cover everything in the Great Lakes region, the Midwest, all the way to New York. That's how big his spirit and how deep he can go. That's right. Any Bills fans listening, I was raised in Rochester. My mother's a woman of the Southern tier. My father's a man of Albany. I'm an upstate scumbag all the way down into my bones. We love the New York Staters. We expect a lot out of Western New York this weekend when New York legalized and uh, the citizenry did not disappoint. All right. Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles, eight and a half point dogs. First instinct. The fucking birds. First instinct. The birds are a great running team, but this Bucks defense can stop the run. Birds Debatable. are going to get shot down. Holy shit. How can you say that to my face, Chad? People, I can separate being a fan from, um, you know, doing my work, my data research here on the Eagles. First glance, I thought it was a good number for Tampa. It was it was seven. That, that was a fair number in this in this kind of matchup. It's up to eight and a half now, Chad. You still that's you a lot. still. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I on, to be honest, to be honest, I didn't do my homework and I didn't realize it opened at seven. So if I had known that. I'd probably say it's a pass for me. And it, it ran all the way up to 10, actually, at some books. So professionals came in hard on it, bet it down eight and a half. Fair number to me. I, I look at a matchup here. They actually have not been as good as you think they were against the run late here in the season. They've had games where they've been able to been run on. Again, Chuba Hubbard last week, he almost put up 100 on them, running for Carolina, which is a corpse of a team, as we all know. A lot of problems for this Tampa team. Okay, they've, they, they're down to... Just Mike Evans, and again, he's incredible. Every time they needed a third down completed last week, he he had me screaming his name because every time he was getting open, getting that third down for them. And they still have Gronk, two great weapons. I don't know. It's a lot for them to be down. They're down. Again, Leonard Fournette could be back. What I'm reading right now is he he's day to day. They're down Godwin. They're down AB. It's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. He can overcome all that. But I look at a matchup here, and I said, are they good enough to really have eight and a half points? It feels like, again, middle of the season, I mean, you were kind of going against Tampa because of all the injuries that popped up for them, and it worked out for us. They were they were winning games. They just weren't covering. I think we have another scenario of that here. This is a – everyone's got them in their teaser, Tampa Bay. I feel like they are going to win. They're, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs playing against the guy, making his first start in the playoffs in Hurts, a coach making his first appearance in the playoffs in Sirianni. It's already rare that a situation like this, these guys win. Against Tom Brady, I bet you it's never happened before. Again, I have nothing to back that up. I can't think of anything off the top of my head of a rookie head coach and a rookie running back going to wherever Tom Brady was playing at home and beating him. Um, just can't see it. So this just feels like a pro's number. They'll take the eight and a half just because it's such a big spread. I know it's not the biggest one. Obviously, we'll get to the Pittsburgh game. That's the biggest spread of the weekend. But this is big. This is a big number for a team where – the Eagles have always come back this season. Again, the, when they played Tampa this year at home, what were they down? I don't even remember. It was big, though. It was like 21 to 3 at half, something crazy like that. They came all the way back. They got the two-point conversion to cover the six that game against Tampa at home. You know, they weren't that good back then. The Eagles have really gotten confidence and gotten better here as the season gone along. The only fear is that we don't know how good they are. They've yet to beat a team over 500. Or no, that's not true. They beat the Saints, who finished 9 and 8. That's why our only like the Eagles only win against a team above 500. Like that's not good, obviously. But we're, again, we're not looking for them to win. We just want them to cover. So 
the fact that it's, it's moved from seven, eight and a half, maybe it'll get up to nine. I love this number. You, you could maybe put a little bit on it. I just wait, though. The, the, all the teasers, all the money line parlays that are coming on Tampa. I could see this na- this number keep coming up unless the pros are going to bet it down again. But I, I would take the risk. It's I can't see it getting below eight. This That's a key number, especially with teasers. People doing six-point teasers are going to take it down to two. That's a key number. So, to me, eight and a half, you could take the value, but I would just wait. All right. Well, then I'll wait and see if I can get a better number. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. Wild card weekend just got wilder. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds. That means you can bet $5 to win 150 bucks on any team to win any wild card game. This weekend, I like the Chiefs over the Steelers who should have no problem outscoring this dreadful Pittsburgh offense. So just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook and make a deposit to claim your 30 to 1 enhanced odds. And America's number one sportsbook is now live in New York. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is simple and easy to use with great promos and it's got best in class customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay you your winnings in as little as two hours. Already have FanDuel Sportsbook? FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet when you use promo code favorites when signing up. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app using promo code favorites and pick your wildcard team before kickoff. Must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado. Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. San Francisco 49ers at Dallas Cowboys. This game is on uh, Sunday at 4.30. Generally, like, it opened at three and a half. It got bet down to three. It's pretty much stayed there. It's a pros Joe's game. Professionals are going to be on the Niners. The public is going to be on the Cowboys. This is my Simon Says game. When Simon Says. Right when I saw this number, I, I loved that three and a half. Still love it at three. I make this game minus one for the Cowboys. Or you could you could convince me to make it a pick. I just wouldn't go that far just because of Jimmy G with his injury. I don't know how serious it is. Again, he led that them down the field last last week against the four, uh, against the Rams. That was more about McVeigh. Okay, they were up twenty four seventeen. McVeigh did one of the most. This, one of the things that really pisses me off in football nowadays is. For some reason, they think the three timeouts that their team has is the most important thing in the world. They're like, okay, let's run it three straight times. They burn three timeouts, and then we'll punt it. 
when they have two minutes left to go down the field. The timeouts just don't matter. I'll never get it. It's like you have the best receiver in football on your team, Cooper Cup. All you need is a, a first down, and you can pretty much end the game if you're this Rams team. And they gave it to this 49ers team. Got to love the moxie and the mojo of this 49ers team. Like, Jamie, coming back in that second half, that's what you want. That's the definition of a playoff football mentality team. That was a playoff game for them. They needed to win that to get in. He showed up. Like, any team could have folded in. They didn't. This Cowboys team, they only beat up on bad teams. We've seen it time and time again this year. They beat up on bad teams, and they lose to good teams. You're giving me three points in a matchup that should be a pick or minus one for Dallas. I love the value on this number. I see this coming down to same thing we saw um, last week with the, the 49ers. They're gonna have, if they don't have a lead and the Cowboys are coming back, yeah, the Cowboys could do it. That could come back. That's a bad secondary. It's just going to be close to me the whole game. Like the 49ers, everyone's healthy. Da- Dabo's healthy. Um, Kittle's healthy. Like the running backs are all healthy. Their offensive line's healthy. Their D-line's all healthy. We saw last week their D-line just going after um, Stafford. I just love all the things that it's pointing to this 49ers team. So I'm not happy that's not three and a half. I would have preferred that three and a half. Still love the value again at three, though. That's, again, that's still a great number to take in this matchup. So that's, to me, I'm making it my Simon Says because I could see it keep dropping. The pros are going to keep betting this down to me. So I could see it's getting down to two, two and a half by kickoff, despite all the public money that will be coming in on the Cowboys. You mentioned Cooper Cup. Uh, one of the themes last week that we talked a lot about was betting the player props against their incentives um, and their ability to potentially break a record. So there was a lot made this week about Tom Brady yelling on the sideline. You can't pull me out. I'm going back in because he went to get Gronk the uh, yardage and receptions he needed for that bonus money. Right. And there was uh, DK Metcalf needed to get a certain amount of yardage to get some bonuses. Uh, Darnell Mooney needed a certain amount of yardage. Cooper cup needed yardage. Um, uh, Mark Andrews needed yardage to set a franchise record for tight ends. Uh, so Raybon, Chris Raybon, who is an analyst, he hosts the Action Network podcast with Stucky that comes out on Thursdays, breaking down the games. He's brilliant at player props. We, he's on the Convince Me show on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. at Action Network HQ, where we do a prop segment. I just basically tailed whatever he did in the player props, him and Sean Kerner, also on the show. I had Cooper Cup. And I, I like I had Mooney, I had Metcalf, I had Mark Andrews, all of them cashed. Cooper Cup, the line was 117 and a half. They were on the four yard line. He caught that pass to put him up by seven with about two minutes left. That pushed him to 118 yards. That made the Rams seven point, uh, gave the Rams a seven point lead. I'm like, I just won two massive bets on one play. And then they throw it away. Yeah, I was say, I was like the opposite spectrum where I lost two massive bets on that final play, I had the under and I had the Rams minus four, minus four and a half, whatever it was, minus three and a half. And, you know, they're up seven. The under is good. It's, it's, it's covering by seven. Bam. Jimmy G final touchdown. Yeah. That's again, that's, those are the ones that really sting, but it was such a profitable day. It's like, eh, who fucking cares? <laughs> that is the highest class, big money comment ever. It's just fucking money. You know what? When I get some, I'll just throw it on the pile with the rest of it. If I lose some, who gives a fuck? It's just money. I got more coming in somewhere. No team would cost me more money this year than the Chargers. Like that game with the Chiefs cost me a ton of money than him. 
not calling that time out and them not getting that tie. Again, I'm never going to get over it because it was just the best. It was like $120 investment to win a couple, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and it didn't come through. I'm bitter. I'm bitter about it. I've mentioned before, you can continue to follow all the picks that we make. We should have done this in September. You can follow the picks that Simon and I agree on uh, and that we talk about in the podcast in the Faves 5 handle in the Action Network app. You download it for free, follow the Faves 5. This past week, we put in our picks. It was five picks. We went three and two. We won with Miami, the Texans, and the Raiders, and we lost the Falcons and the Rams. But I forgot we had the Raiders, and it was such a profitable day. It was such a huge day and such a good day because of the Jacksonville thing and because of the player props. Before the Chargers game, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw a little money on the Chargers. I had forgotten we liked the Raiders. <laughs> and, uh, you are I the public, my friend. Well, I know. So I bet the Chargers. And then when they were down 10 nothing, I bet them plus two and a half. I made so many horrible decisions. I was like, I'm like, I was walking up the stairs to my bedroom. And I'm like, I'm such a fucking square. I'm chasing. I'm doing Sunday night chasing right now. It's the best though. It really is. It was fun. It gave me a reason to almost <laughs> stay up for the whole game. I'm not saying I did. I'm just saying almost. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers at Kansas City Chiefs. Pittsburgh on the road, 12 and a half point dogs. It's a pros Joe's game right now. 70% of the money coming on the Steelers. Wow. I'm shocked by that. I'm, I'm on the Chiefs. I can't believe it, but I am. I made this line 14. I'm shocked it's come down to 12 and a half. Um, that's fair. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, like what the Chiefs, they, they, they barely got by against Denver. That's crazy that, that, that the pros are coming in on the Pittsburgh. I get it. Like they're looking at their defense, but like, what the, who the hell have they played? Like they just beat who the Browns that don't, are nothing left. And then they beat the backup of the Ravens. What the fuck? That's wild. I can't think. believe that. So there's six games. I feel like the, uh, this is making you think hard about whether or not this could be one of the five that we choose. Yeah. I mean, I've already bet the chiefs though. And like, that sucks. I got a shit number. Cause I thought I was gonna get bet up. I'm just shocked they're coming in on it. Like, what is what has Pittsburgh done to deserve the professional money? I'm like trying to think in my head what their angles could be. And like maybe they're just thinking themselves, like maybe the Chiefs still aren't right. And who are they to be getting this many points? But it's like it, it's the Chiefs at home in Arrowhead against the noodle arm Roethlisberger. Like this team, they're not good, Pittsburgh. They've only beat up on the NF the AFC North, like that are bad teams. Again, they played the Bengals. The Bengals blew them out both times. Like, it, that's that's really interesting. They're coming in on it. I, I'm I'm on the Chiefs, but you're right. Maybe this won't be one of my bigger bets because I'd have to get more info on it and like maybe talk to some of the professionals and hear what they're thinking about this. But first glance, I really like the Chiefs. I thought you were getting a good number as long as it's under 14. That's a good number to me with this Chiefs team. Them at home with that defense, that offense. Like, come January, this is this is when they shine the Chiefs. So, a Pittsburgh team that's just lucky to be in. I, I can't see them doing what they've done to these other teams. Like they've been playing hurt teams and backups. This ain't a backup. This isn't a hurt team. The chiefs are healthy. They got, they got Hill. They got Kelsey. They got Mahomes. That offense is going to still be humming. I, I would take the chiefs here. Like they're that game last week. That was a shit game by them. That was really a letdown spot. No letdown spot here. They, they know they're not going to just walk over Pittsburgh. Like this is the playoffs. They're not going to just sleepwalk through this game. Like they did with Denver. So Maybe we're getting good value just because that game was so close with Denver. So I'll take that value and I'll take the Chiefs still. You went uh, around the world on that answer. You were all in on the Chiefs. Then you heard me give you the stats. Then you tried to understand why it was happening. And then you came back around. And you're like, fuck everybody. I like the Chiefs. 
Yeah, I'm like, because I can't, I, I again, I'm going to have to look through the numbers and talk to other pros, but I can't think of a reason why you would take this number. Like, they could have just waited and maybe got the 14. Like, the public was going to bet this number with the Chiefs. That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. I don't get the pro money's coming in so early. Like, the, the professionals are smarter than that. They know they could get a better number. They didn't want it. They thought they were already getting a good number. So, yeah, this is definitely going to be a sharp call by, by Thursday. Oh, my God. It's going to be a total sharp call. By the way, so that sharp call is a segment we do on Thursdays, for those who don't know, where we react to the calls that Simon got from his professional betting colleagues about what we said on Tuesday. Also, reminder, because it's the playoffs, we're doing Convince Me. Me, Simon, Sean Kerner, Chris Raybon, we are doing it on Saturday. We are doing it on Sunday. Wow, um, two-a-days. Two-a-days, Saturday, <laughs> two Sunday. Next two weekends, we've got Saturday, Sunday shows. Divisional weekend, which is, by the way, probably the best weekend of football in any season. Divisional weekend is the best. Last game we got to talk about. Arizona Cardinals at Los Angeles Rams. This number has come down. It's come down from an opener of four and a half. In some places, it's at three and a half. Lot of money. Lot of money coming in on the Arizona Cardinals. God, I hate this one. So yeah, we have a guy in Stafford that He's just been bad these last couple of weeks. Like that turnover he had against the 49ers, that kind of flipped that whole game. They're up 17 to three, throws that pick. Yeah. Or maybe 17 nothing through that pick. And they went down the field, got the field goal before half. Just kind of changed the whole momentum of that game. That's interesting. So, yeah, the professionals know that makes sense taking the dog in this spot, taking the plus four. They're taking I'll Cliff t- Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, when is the last time the Cardinals won a game impressively? I know they beat the Cowboys, but that wasn't a dominant performance of a team that started off so strong. Cliff Kingsbury went very Cliff Kingsbury in November and December. He just did. Cliff Kingsbury. The team was not as good. I know there were a lot of injuries, but he made some wacky, wacky coaching decisions in weird games. They lost to really bad teams. You've got a a little bit of a Sophie's choice here between teams you don't want to bet on. No. And in this situation, like, I think this is a good number. I made this number, I believe five. It was funny too, where this one was probably my least bet one, but who is Kingsbury to get in all this love? That, 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 that's crazy. It's been bet down, but I can't just feel confident about this, this Rams team. I just, with Stafford, he started out so well this year. And I know like I got a ton of heat from a bunch of other professionals. I just was on the Seahawks coming into the year to win this division holy shit, was that a bad choice? All my brethren, all my other pros I talked to, they love the Rams. We talked in the middle of the summer. They're all over the Rams for that division. They're all over the Rams Super Bowl futures. Now we're sitting here, January, you probably could have got better. You probably could get better value now in the Rams than you did betting in during the summer. Like not nothing's really changed with them this whole season. Like I feel like people are still unsure about them. So I'll, I'll take the Rams because I let Chad blew me into it where it's like, I don't want to be betting on Cliff. I don't trust Arizona. I, I think you're getting a good number on the Rams. I'll take it. But yeah, you're right. I don't know if this will be one of my five, just because we'll probably throw some totals in there just because we have a lot less to pick from here. I'll try to have some totals for people by Thursday. Once we know like different games, weathers and who's going to be playing these games, but just sitting here right now, if, if I had two games, I was going to throw out and not be betting big on, I would say the Rams are one I'll be betting on. I won't be betting big. And the Chiefs, I'm going to wait and see. I need to talk to other professionals just because when I'm going against them, I need to hear from the pros to hear what they're doing. Because like when I looked at this immediately, I thought good number on Chiefs, good number on the Rams. 
I'm wrong. The pros have come in and bet the other way. So I'll, I'll be betting the Rams and the Chiefs. I just need need more info before I put any more money on it. Right now, the Los Angeles Rams ten to one to win the Super Bowl. Arizona Cardinals somehow uh, uh, they're about twenty to one. The Bengals about seventeen to one. The Packers three seventy five. Chiefs four twenty five. Bills seven fifty. Bucks seven fifty. Titans eight fifty. Rams. 10, Cowboys 12, Bengals 17, then Cardinals. Jesus. And I forgot the Steelers who are bringing up the rear. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. And, like, if we're going with best value, what's your favorite value play for all those? Probably the Titans. My oh, man, look at us thinking so much alike. It's got to be Titans. You know, like, the Titans are the number one seed, but their odds are longer than the Chiefs and the Buccaneers right now. So I'd probably put a nickel on the Titans. You know, Titans, Bucks. Super Bowl could be interesting. And our friend Kitty Rich Creek hit me up. She wanted me to do a thing with the action group where we're drafting teams for Super Bowls, like what teams we like. I had the fourth pick. Titans fall right into my lap, Chad. It's rare you get a one seed at the fourth pick in these kind of uh, playoff drafts. So the disrespect is really even the, even the experts don't like the Titans. Um, I like the value. Like Chad just said, you're getting a one seed. I can see them being a dog to the Chiefs. But everyone else, I, I really don't make them a dog. Even against the Buffalo Bills, I make them a uh, minus two-point favorite. So just going through all my list of numbers, that's the best value to me right now is taking them. My second favorite value is the 49ers. The 49ers have been there before Jimmy G. They've been to a Super Bowl. They have an identity. They know what they are at this point of the season. I think Dallas is soft. They can be run on. So that's a good matchup for the 49ers. The only team that's really good against the runner this whole playoffs are the Buccaneers. Green Bay can be ran on. And we've seen it time and time again. Rodgers is 0-3 in his last NFC Championship games at home. He's 0-4 overall in his last NFC Championship games. But at home, he just has not done it. So I'm just looking at value and a team that could shock the world. I like Chad's pick with Tennessee. And for my pick, I'd go 49ers at plus, what are they, 20 to 1? And there's good value right now in the 49ers. If you think like me, they're going to upset the, the Cowboys here, there's good value in taking that 20 to 1. The preseason futures that I still have alive, Raiders 50 to 1. Niners 15 to 1, Bills 10 to 1, Packers 10 to 1. I am dead on the Washington football team, Carolina Panthers, and the Chargers. You know, in my defense, we only bet the Washington football team and the Carolina Panthers because we thought Deshaun Watson might get traded there. Yeah. And honestly, same, same with the Raiders. That was the reason I like the Raiders because the, oh, the, right. the Watson news. So I'm I'm right there with Chad. I got the Raiders left. I got the Bills left. And I, I have a Green Bay at 28 to 1 when everyone thought Rodgers was going to retire. That's that's my biggest, my best one. Like, I need that to kind of get my money back because I had some big misses on the Colts, the Dolphins, and uh, the Washington football team. Those were probably my biggest bet ones in the preseason. None, none of them made the playoffs. So that, those were big swings and misses. I want that for you, and I want it for me. I'd be perfectly happy with the Packers uh uh playing each other and i'd be thrilled if uh play, winning the super bowl i'd also be thrilled with the packers or niners playing the bills i feel like i'm with everyone i the my favorite just if i could pick one matchup for the super bowl patriots bucks i love the drama i love everything about it. obviously the bucks they would be what what do you think minus 10 in the super yeah. bowl against that patriots seriously team? something crazy like that i would love everything about that but I just can't see it. As much as I love to torture Matt Mitchell, I am betting the Patriots. I just can't see them winning that game against the Bills. It's the quarterback position. It always gets highlighted here in the playoffs. 
unless you have just an incredibly dominated team or a veteran quarterback, it rarely works out. Like when was the last time a, a young quarterback won the Super Bowl? What was it Big Ben? And he had that or Russell Wilson, too. They both had good defenses. So it, it's it's wishful thinking. Think the Patriots will make it. But to me, that would just be the, the ultimate drama. Buccaneers, Patriots. That would be my favorite matchup. Got to do Scooch Roulette. We got to do Scooch Roulette. Forgot. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. You can go first. We both lost last week. Uh, oh, sorry, people. It was a good run. Yeah. Well, we were an Atlanta Falcons podcast there for a long time, and that that didn't help. <laughs> yeah. I was filled with regret instantly after saying it. Look, I guess I guess I go 49ers. I just hyped up the 49ers for about 20 minutes. I, I got to go with them, I guess. So 49ers plus three. You're taking the 49ers plus three. I'm going to take the Bengals minus five and a half. And that will be that. All right. Thursday, we will narrow it down. We'll talk about some totals once we get more weather info. We'll get some sharp calls in. We'll see if there's any money line parlay that is worth doing. And we'll do our big balls bet of the week. That's a full show. That's a lid, as they say, in the politics business. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast. Download us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Rate, review, subscribe, five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. We welcome it. Until Thursday, love you. Love you.